Hi there, everyone. Welcome back to Decision Letter Debrief. Uh, my name is Anthony Palecchia, and Dr. Paterelli is very sorry that he couldn't be here. However, this episode today is going to be an episode which I feel uniquely attuned to giving my perspective on as I got my start in higher ed in orientation. Actually, most people get their start in higher ed and orientation during their own orientation program, but I've done orientation for a few years prior to working in residence life, prior to working in admissions, and so um, this is why I've decided to be our guest host once again today. This episode is about a very timely topic, your orientation, Um, and so this is posted, and hopefully after listening to this, you'll be at orientation in just a few weeks, or a few days, actually. So last episode, we spoke with our uh, residence directors here at Regis College, Uh, and so we had some great discussions about what it looked like living on campus, what were some benefits of living on campus. You see, living on campus is a great way to get involved and stay involved, but the other best way to get engaged on campus starts before even your first day of class. That is during your orientation. So that's why I've invited two of my friends from the Center for Student Engagement to talk about the orientation program and what you can expect as a new student here at Regis College. Uh, So without further ado, you all know who I am, Anthony Palekia, Assistant Director for Enrollment Operations, um, and I'm joined with today. uh, Angelica, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Hi, everyone. My name is Angelica Velasquez. I'm the Assistant Director for the Center for Student Engagement and New Student Programs. Great. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome here. Uh, And... Hi, everyone. My name is Lilla. I'm going to be a senior student here at Regis College. I'm also the orientation coordinator for logistics, um, and I've been working as an orientation leader for three years now. Wow, three years. Fantastic. So are you the senior most member of the uh, orientation <laughs> I suppose staff? that's one way to, to say it, yes. <laughs> okay, that's super cool. Um, a lot of times when I worked in orientation, people would refer to uh, the orientation leaders as the sprinters and the resident assistants as the uh, marathon runners because orientation is a little bit uh, of a shorter program than r- living on campus. Would you feel that that's an appropriate um, distinction? Yes, uh, absolutely. I also did work as a resident assistant in the freshman dorm building this past year, and I can definitely say that as an orientation leader, right, most of your job is during orientation in the first few weeks of the school year, but as a resident assistant, you're there for the students the whole year, making sure that they're okay and that they're adjusting to living on campus as as best as they can. Fantastic. And actually, that this is great that we have your unique perspective. And Angelica, thank you for, for inviting Lila. Yes, um, of course. That, that synergy between residence life and orientation, it really plays in super well. Um, so it looks like we're, we're really coordinated here, but it's all just luck mm-hmm. for the most part. <laughs> um, and so I'd like you both to describe your roles, uh, your roles during orientation, your roles on campus. Uh, and so then we'll get into some, some more questions uh, that we have. Sounds good. Yeah. So my role and my main project usually is planning what the orientation will look like for those that are incoming. Uh, Anything from check-in to any little activities that we do during, where they stay, uh, et cetera, what other people we have on campus to help. Um, And so usually for the summer, I start planning in January, Uh, So then we are ready to go by July. Um, And then for spring, I start planning really in the fall. So right after 
one another is um, when I start to do that. Apart from that, though, I, I do also plan like weeks of welcome and anything fun that happens on college campus. That's incredible. So orientation for the students, they see it as a one, two day program, mm-hmm. but it's months and months of planning and, yeah. and, pre- and preparation. Definitely. Especially if we are bringing in outside vendors, that's contracts and uh dates and times and checks that I need to make sure that we have ready to go for the day of. So you've been planning this for a long time and uh, we're really now in crunch time. So are you guys, you guys ready to start welcoming these students? We are, we are right now. We're just crossing our T's and dotting our I's, but we are really excited to have everyone here. That's incredible. Yeah. I, um, I can't wait because right now there's very few students on campus. We actually have some camps on on campus here in in Western Massachusetts. So we have a lot of younger ones on campus, but uh, a college is nothing without its students. So I'm looking forward personally to having uh, the orientation uh, students come on down and have the orientation leaders and coordinators do their job. And so Lila, can you tell me what does that look like for you? And then also what does that look like for um, someone who may not be a coordinator status, but an orientation leader? Yeah, so regular orientation leaders, um, as well as the coordinators, we do our training at the beginning of June, um, and that's about a week-long training to make sure that we're all prepared and confident to welcome the new students and to guide them through whatever needs they may have uh, during our orientation days. As a coordinator, I work with Angelica and the Center for Student Engagement sort of behind the scenes, setting up some of the smaller things like um, the swag bags, things like that. Um, but it's really, really fun for everyone because we all get to experience uh, these new students coming into Regis alongside them. Um, and that's something really, really special, especially because orientation leaders are their first point of contact at Regis. Um, so forming those relationships really early on is super, super vital. Mm-hmm. And how many years have you done orientation? You said three years, right? Yes, I've been working as an orientation leader for three years. And actually, my first orientation myself was my first year working as an OL um, since I was completely remote for my first year of college due to the pandemic. Uh, interesting. That, that's so interesting. Um, and so those connections that you built with those students that you are orienting when they when they come to campus, um, ha- have you kept those um you know, after orientation, how does that look? Yes, absolutely. Especially uh, working in the freshman dorm building as a resident assistant after a lot of the students that uh, were my residents, they remembered me from orientation. That was really surprising to me, but in a good way. Um, And they felt confident coming up to me for any questions that they had because they saw me at orientation and they knew that I was a person that they could go to uh, for anything that they may need. That's great. That's incredible. And so, um, did it, it must have made the, the resident assistant job a little bit easier because you already had that built-in connection? Yes, absolutely. Um, the The biggest part about any of the roles on campus here, right, is forming those connections. And if you form those positive connections from day one, mm-hmm. it makes the rest of the year so, so much easier. That's great. That's amazing to hear. And so, Angelica, can you tell me, um, I know orientation is just a small thing that your office, not small thing, I'm sorry, excuse me, um, <laughs> is is one part of what your office does. But can you tell me what the mission is of your office? Yes, definitely. Um, so our mission is to coordinate events that gets everyone involved in the best ways possible to meet new people and to explore anyone's passions. Mm-hmm. And, and so is orientation sort of like 
your first debut to try and get those students to see your office as that resource? Yes, uh, definitely. We try to make it as fun as possible. So then people are excited to come back in the fall. Mm -hmm. That's, that's incredible. Um, and so can you tell me what are some of the other programs that your office does put on? Yeah, so we actually do a lot ranging from a welcome week uh, from the start of the semester. Um, we do signature events like Big Prize Bingo, where people can win like TVs and iPads. Uh, throughout the year, our clubs host a, a cultural food nights and art nights, uh, spooktober events for our Halloween lovers. And uh, at the end of our fall semester, we like to invite our families uh, back to campus for Christmas tree lighting, which is very, very big event. And then we circle right back around to planning summer, spring um, orientation days. That's great. So all of those programs play into the mission yes. and get those individual students and family members engaged on campus. Definitely. That's great. And that's, that's hard work. It is. It's a, it's a lot of planning, a lot of month to month things. Sometimes like right now we're in July mentally, I'm already done planning September. So <laughs> it is, it is a lot of forward planning. So it's like both marathon runner and sprinter because yes. your your marathon is you're preparing and then you have the event and then you got to be the sprinter exactly, so, exactly. Uh, i uh i don't envy you but i <laughs> i do applaud you and i think the campus is better for having individuals that are willing to do that type of work thank you thank you yeah and um and you're not an office of one of course you have yes who else is in your office our director jarena walker she is in charge of all things engagement. So um, more of the big picture events, uh, she's over and tries to make it as creative and fun as we can. Great. And then you have some student workers, office workers. Yes, we have some work studies uh, who come in and just help us day to day and make our lives a lot smoother. And this year we'll be also um, introducing four new graduate interns for our office that will do everything um, pertaining to intramurals, uh, leadership and civic engagement, multicultural and new student programs. That's great. So really a holistic approach and a lot of different areas being represented mm -hmm. and working towards making life on campus engaging and fun. Yes, definitely. So you listed all really amazing programs and events uh, and more information of that can be found online at regiscollege.edu. Um, do you guys, uh, what's your social media? Do you guys have threads? Are you on Twitter, Instagram? Where, where could students engage with your office before orientation to really get a real head start? Yeah, so we have um, an Instagram. It's at regislife underscore MA. Uh, we also have a class of 2027 Instagram and Facebook group that uh, students can join and see what we've been working on to prepare them to come in. Great. So that, so yeah, um, we'll also make sure that all those links get put in the show notes. So if you are listening to this podcast, please go ahead and give them a follow um, because that is where you guys will post about those events. Um, I can personally vouch. I had student workers that work with me that had one televisions at big prize bingo. So you don't want to miss out on those events when they come up. So we talked about some really great things. We talked about your office, but the main event for this episode today is of course, 
orientation. So can you describe for some students, because for most of these students, if they're not transfer students, they might not have any idea what orientation is. So can you really give us the the thousand yard view of what even is orientation? Yeah, so orientation is your first glimpse at what Regis life is like. Um, For this year, the orientation is going to be on July 18th and 19th, um, and check-in will be at 9 a.m. on July 18th. Uh, This is the first year in many years, actually, that we are hosting an overnight stay, which is mandatory. Um, But that's going to give students a chance to experience what it's like to live uh, in the dorm buildings and really mingle with your peers in that sort of way. Right. The big point of college is networking. It's community building and orientation is really going to be your first chance to get your toes into those waters um, and make sort of the relationships that are super important for the rest of your life. Yeah, for for this time around our goals are to make sure that someone leaves with a new best friend um, or if you don't have a roommate yet maybe you find your roommate uh, during orientation absolutely Um, so you mentioned that the overnight stay is mandatory Um, and I'll just say a funny anecdote from when I was a student many years ago um, when I first saw that I had to go to orientation it was mandatory I called up the office, the orientation office, and I said, ah, I don't want to do that. And they said, well, you have to. And I was a pushover. I was a little defiant, but I was also a pushover. So if you told me I had to do it, I would do it. And I will say that um, I going into it initially, I did not want to go at all. And I thought it was you know, not something I wanted to be at. But I really thoroughly enjoyed my time so much in the office, did so much work to, to build those connections and allow me to network and really see what life at the college was like, that I looked back on that so fondly because that's where I decided truly that the school that I was at was where I needed to be. Um, so that orientation, if you're you know, upset that you have to go to a mandatory thing, you hear mandatory, you might be upset. I say it was a truly uh, incredible time. And then it was just so funny that then you know, four years later, I was back working in the orientation <laughs> office, and I distinctly remember having the exact same conversation, but on the other side of the phone with that student yeah. who did not want to go. And I said, well, you know, you gotta. You gotta do it. Um, you gotta do it. And it's a fun experience. Uh, some of my current friends now I've met during mine when I was uh, incoming freshman in college. So it's worth it. Definitely. And so that was one of the things you want. You want them to get a best friend and you did get a best friend. So yes, exactly. (laughs) We're going to make it happen. Yes. Yeah. And speaking from the experience of someone who never got an orientation, right? I'm sort of living through what it's like to be a freshman fully uh, during these orientation days. And truly, if you um, have the opportunity to go to orientation, you definitely should. It is fun. And I'm not just saying that because I'm an orientation leader, right? <laughs> um, but truly we put so much work, so much time into making this a really, really meaningful experience for incoming students. Um, and it's going to be memorable no matter what. So if you have the chance, please do come. I know it's mandatory, but it, it really will be a fun time. And that's not just for the students, but also the orientation leaders are super excited to welcome everyone. Yeah, I distinctly remember uh, when I was a residence director and I moved in on campus two years ago. I remember in Maria Hall, there's a beautiful fireplace lounge and there was there a small group and they were all doing you know, really fun games and everyone really was getting super involved and, and like, it just looked like so much fun. It did make me 
miss the orientation life but knowing again how much work goes into it i then remembered oh that's a lot of work i'd like to participate but yeah. i don't i don't want to do it so i applaud both of you for being able to do that Thank um, you. and so um you say orientation is required it's mandatory yes. is there a, a, a distinction or a difference for transfer students yeah so um all incoming freshmen are encouraged to join us in the summer whether you are a commuter or a transfer however uh for adult learner transfers students so you know if you have kids and you can't take a whole day away from that we are encouraging you all to join us on september 1st uh after move-in day so uh it'll start about about noon um, for a couple hours just to get more information on what you need um, to have a, a successful year for yourself. Uh, registration for the fall opens July 19th, and that can be found on our website as well. Fantastic. And we'll make sure that that link gets put directly in those show notes. So if you have those extenuating circumstances, an adult learner, um, you know, something really preventing you from participating in that two day long program, um, you know, get in touch with the Center for Student Engagement. Make sure that you register for that second chance because it is still important information that you do not want to miss because you want to be successful here. And though those moments, those times are where you get all those resources, all those abilities to do so. So um, definitely still make sure that you are participating in whatever meaningful way that you can. Yeah. And I would like to note that um, we are highly encouraging parents to join us on that first day uh, July 18th. Uh, not for too long. I, I believe parents can head out around 3.30 in the afternoon, but uh, there's a lot of important parent information that um, I'm sure everyone would want to know. This is for family members of students? Correct. Oh, okay. So we have, a, we have some family programming. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. So yeah, please do um, participate as well um, because this podcast will be sent out directly to all of our incoming students as well as their family members. So hopefully they will listen along. And if they don't participate themselves, hopefully they'll also nudge their students who may not have registered yet for orientation. I think right now most students have registered for orientation. So if you're hearing this, it's not a call specifically to register for orientation Of course, unless you haven't, because they do still need to register for orientation, correct? Correct. So, um, yes, registration closes this, or I'm sorry, next Friday, July 14th. And then if, of course, we miss you, um, we will open that July 19th, so then we can see you in the fall after move-in. Great. And if they don't hear this podcast, maybe they're not checking their emails. Are they going to hear from the office if, you know, we don't see them at orientation? Definitely. You will hear from us. Um, You will most likely get a call from one of our OLs um, to encourage you to register for that September 1st date. Great. Fantastic. So next we'd like to discuss how uh, incoming students can make the most of their experience. Um, So orientation, is it meant to be fun? Is it meant to be informative? Where, where are we where are we trying to hit with orientation? So orientation is meant to be fun and informative, right? Primarily, we're trying to make it fun, but also this is your chance to get the information that you really need, um, especially if you're someone like me who's a first-generation college student, right? You might not have those resources outside of orientation to help you transition to college life. So this is a really important time for you to get that sort of information and the answers that you really want. Um, to know about. Great. And so they're staying overnight. Which residence hall will they be staying in? 
I believe they're going to be staying in Angela Hall, Angela uh, which Hall? is our freshman dorm building. Fantastic. That's uh, That was once my home. Uh, that is now our new uh, residence director for Angela Hall, Tawana Hawkins' home. That was your home last <laughs> yeah, semester. Yeah, it was my home for over a year now. Okay. I think it's a great funny. building. I loved it. Um, and so what will the accommodations look like? Do students need to bring linens, pillows, or should they expect roommates? What does that look like for them? Yes, so students will be paired with one of their peers. It might not necessarily be the roommate they've already chosen, um, but regardless, if you're looking for a roommate, this is a great chance as well to get to know someone that you might potentially want to live with for the rest of the academic year. Um, as for what they should bring for the overnight stay, I would encourage pillows, right? a towel, shower shoes are a big one, any toiletries, um, as well as a refillable water bottle. We're going to be up and doing a lot of different things, so you want to make sure you stay hydrated during those two days. So they'd be, be allowed to bring like a box fan or like a stand-up fan if they... Correct. Okay, yeah. fantastic. Um, yeah, because again, this is July, so... Um, Make sure that you're prepared. Um, something to write with? Will they get one or should they prepare? They will definitely get something to write with um, and a folder full of information. Great. And maybe not bring a laptop, but maybe bring an iPad or what do we think? Yeah. Uh, uh, laptops, iPads aren't really necessary. I would say if you plan on watching Netflix later in the evening, right before bed, you can definitely bring an iPad. Uh, but yeah, it's not required. But regardless, they'll have plenty of opportunities to yeah. keep themselves engaged. So maybe some of those electronics can stay at home. Uh, as everyone knows, I'm a minimalist, so I, <laughs> I try to pack light. Um, and that also makes moving in and out super easy. So super easy. definitely don't want to bring stuff that you might lose or forget. Exactly. Yeah. You're not moving in right now, so you don't have to bring the whole suitcase. One overnight bag will will do. No plants, no space heaters, right. nothing, nothing crazy. <laughs> Just, you know, pack light. Um, great. And so, Lilla, you've done orientation, only as an orientation leader. You didn't actually get to do it as a student, but given your three years of experience, you've seen it done well, you've seen it done poorly from that student perspective. Is there any insider tips or tricks that you want to provide um, after all the wealth of knowledge that you've already gained? Yes, of course. Um, the big part of orientation, right, and I mentioned this before, is making those connections. It's going to feel really, really intimidating and overwhelming to be coming to your college campus the first time and seeing all these new faces and these new people. Um, all of them are probably going to be really willing to talk to you, especially if they're people from offices or orientation leaders. Um, but don't be shy. Don't don't be afraid to go up to any of the staff members and ask questions. That's what we're here for. We're really trying to make sure that you guys leave uh, this orientation experience feeling confident to come in when the school year starts, um, as well as any time before that, making sure that you have everything you need to have a successful academic year. Great. That's I think that's great advice. Um, and Helica, do you have any specific advice? Um, you've, of course, done orientation at other institutions as a student, um, but you've prepared all this. Is there anything knowing what you know now about what they should expect that they should prepare for or bring with them or anything Yeah, like that. I mean, I think just coming in with an open mind and uh, I know the pandemic has made us a little shy and made us a little more timid than I think we would have been uh, without it. Um, but everyone here is super, super friendly and um, we're hoping that this incoming class can build really good 
connections now. So then when they do come in the fall, they don't feel like they don't know anyone on campus. Definitely. Absolutely. So we'll make sure that the show notes have all the links that they could possibly need. Register for orientation, follow along on all the social medias and get involved um, and anything that they may need, as well as potentially the contact information for the Center for Student Engagement if they want to check in about any concerns they may have going into orientation or going into that makeup session. But um, yeah, orientation, I think, is a great experience. I think it is a great opportunity to really get involved in set yourself up for success for those next four years at the college. Um, But outside of orientation, what else should they be looking forward to? Do we know the dates for first day of class, move-in, things like that? Yes. So move-in, again, is September 1st. I believe you can start moving in at 9 a.m. Once again, for those that cannot make it um, in the summer, we will have orientation start at 12 p.m. on that same day, September 1st. Uh, classes start September 5th. Um, September 1st, though, we will kick off our activities so um, they can look forward to some target trips, some exclusive performers that we'll be bringing here to Regis. And Weeks of Welcome will also begin September 5th through, I believe that those first two weeks, so through like September 19th, I believe, is that next Sunday. Um, so yeah, exciting stuff. Great. That does sound super exciting. So once they move in, they have some things that they can expect to do before classes start, you know, there's a little bit of a break. And then also of course for commuter students, are they allowed to participate in these things? Commuter students are always welcomed, always, uh, encouraged to come. I know sometimes it's a little rough, um, to commute all the way here and then leave and come back. Um, However, we are doing our best to make sure that they know that they can come to everything that we have planned. Um, During both uh, this summer and um, in the fall, we will have commuter cafes where they can meet other students and maybe might commute together back home. I mean, commuter students are going to have an opportunity to engage with their peers um, throughout the school year and as well are encouraged to do so during orientation. Uh, Like Angelica said, it is going to be a little bit out of the way for some of them, but making those connections does take an active effort. So making sure that you're really looking at what um, the Center for Student Engagement is hosting and taking part in that, it's going to help you feel like a residential student would on campus, get those sort of experiences that they uh, are able to more easily access. Yeah, and I'll say I personally was a commuter student all four years. I never even worked, I never was a residential student before I worked in residence life, uh, which was always a closely guarded secret when I did work in residence life. Um, And I will say that that Center for Student Engagement is not just a resource for residents. It's absolutely a resource for for those commuter students. Um, And do make use of it, because that is the one thing that I really regret is I wasn't super involved. I didn't engage in those things, even though I loved orientation. Um, I didn't go to the events. I didn't go to the shows that they did. I didn't go to the performances and I wish I had. So I get to relive that now as a staff member, but my advice to these incoming students, commuter or resident, get involved, go to these events, go to these things. We, we do great stuff on campus. We have a beautiful theater. Um, we, we bring on these great performers you alluded to. I'm not sure can we spoil who they are? Are those things no, finalized? No, you gotta wait and see. You gotta okay. wait and see. <laughs> I know we had a really fun one last year who we had had at an institution I used to work at. Um, and so you guys just have to follow along to see. But um, commuter resident, get involved, stay involved. 
connect with these with these offices and these resources. You can find them all listening selfishly to our podcast. We we try and get as many offices involved as we can. Um, just just yeah, make the make use of what we have available to you. Uh, Lily, you've lived on campus all three years. I yes, I've lived here. Uh, since my sophomore year, actually. Okay. So two years. And so um, you, you've had both experiences. You've had the community, you've had the residence life. Um, great. So yeah, and you can still get engaged even if you are a computer. That's uh, incredible. And of course, uh, listen to last uh, last episode. We talk with residence life. If you have any specific residence life questions, um, all the contact information for them is also in those show notes. Uh, in addition, as Angelica mentioned, we do have a Facebook group for the class of 2027. And you will see some of your orientation leaders and orientation coordinators in that uh, Facebook group. So if you guys have any questions for them, that you can just leave a comment under one of their posts. Make sure that you're also posting about yourself, right? Introducing who you are um, and just actively engaging with your fellow peers so that you start making those connections early and so that you start seeing maybe familiar faces during orientation that you can connect with more easily. Absolutely, absolutely. Great advice. Thank you so much. so if that's that's all we have, the only last thing I want to say, uh, other than thank you both so much for thank offering you, your time. Yeah. I know that this is a busy time of year, so I really appreciate you guys carving out that time. Uh, and we'll make sure this episode goes live uh, next week. So if you're listening to this, hopefully it's that Monday. And hopefully if you're not registered for orientation, you're getting involved, you're following along, um, and you're getting prepared for that great time. Um, but as always, this is a listener-driven podcast. So please, any questions that you may have about applying to, affording, and ultimately attending college, uh, please email to admission at regiscollege.edu with the word podcast in the subject. And a member of the Regis College team will respond to you. And you may even have your question answered in the next episode of Decision Letter Debrief. Until next time. Thank you.